If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. everyone and welcome back to another episode of not your average conversations not your average perspectives not your average black girls hey not your average black not your average black girls not your average black not your average black girls what's up everybody not that song I'm just kidding it's the disrespect (laughs) I'm just kidding I kid I kid it's early in the morning so I'm just trying to you know Give us what needs to be gave, right? Is that is that how it goes? Is that how the young kids say it? Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it. People are used to it by now. So if you wouldn't have done that, I would have been like, what's wrong with you? You got attitude? And so. do. And do. <laughs> All right, guys. So today we have a very fun and exciting topic lined up for you. We're also joined by a very special guest who I am excited to announce. But y'all, today we're going to be talking about real estate, especially Black women in real estate. So I am joined by one of my friends, real estate attorney, just diva, extraordinary. I don't know. Is, is that how it goes? Is that all? Okay. Anyway, Marissa, tell the people who you are. Introduce yourself. Hi, you guys. I am Marissa Baptiste. I go by Marissa A. Baptiste or Marissa Alex B. on Instagram. I am a good friend of Jordan. We've known each other for like five years now. We went to law school together, Southern University Law Center. Hey. <laughs> I am an attorney and I'm also a real estate agent in the greater Baton Rouge area. All right. You better plug okay, all your services okay, up okay. in there. She do it all. Y'all should do it all. Right. So we've got an exciting topic and just discussion today just surrounding real estate. Um, a lot of young Black professionals, entrepreneurs, we get into the bag. Like, we get money. We're collecting properties. We're, um, I don't know, like, just, just building and investing, right? And so a lot of people are snagging up some type of residence or some type of commercial property. So we definitely figured that this was a prime time to have this discussion for our listeners in case there's anybody out there who's considering purchasing their first home or purchasing a second home or getting an Airbnb or what have you, right? But also, too, there's been, like, a lot of Netflix shows and just general TV shows surrounding the housing market with the emphasis on Black women or just women who are the real estate agents. So I'm excited today, and I guess just to kind of get it started, do y'all want to just kind of talk about the landscape of real estate right now? Because I would love to hear a little bit more from Marissa just on her takes, like right now about interest rates and, um, you know, if she sees buying a house right now as a a deal you should capitalize on. I don't know. Tell us tell us what's going on a little bit. Yes, buyers should definitely capitalize on buying a house right now. Right now, the market is very crazy. It's very much skewed in favor of sellers and against buyers, but it's only going to get worse. So that's why I tell all buyers, if you can get into purchasing property now, do it now because we're in what we call a seller's market. And that's when the demand for 
um, homes by buyers is much higher than the supply of homes by sellers. So in simple terms, there are way more buyers out there looking to purchase than there are homes on the market. Just in where I'm from, West Baton Rouge Parish, there's only like 22 homes on the market in any given month, right? And so there'll probably be like 10 or so buyers looking to buy in like a particular area in West Baton Rouge. So they don't have much to choose from. And because of that, buyers are getting into bidding wars with each other. So sellers are able to place their home on the market for say 250,000, but really sell it for like 255,000. And so last year, sellers, well, buyers were able to keep up with that uh, price increase because of mortgage interest rates. Interest rates were so low last year to where buyers could afford homes that they really weren't able to afford in prior years. So like in 2019, a buyer could get pre-approved for $250,000 because interest rates were higher. But in 2021, when interest rates were lower, they can get pre-approved for maybe $300,000, right? And so this year, interest rates are going back up and so sellers aren't decreasing the price on their houses but buyers aren't going to be able to keep up with the increase in the prices by sellers so if a buyer can get into a house like early this year it's better for them to do so before the price increases by the end of this year because a lot of buyers are going to be priced out of the market because of the increase in the interest rates mm -hmm. I hope all that makes sense because I can go on and on and talk at a level that yeah, no, I understand. I understand. <laughs> no, no, a lot of it made sense. And I'll say for me, especially as someone who did purchase their very first home at the end of, well, in the middle of 2021, actually it was kind of more so towards the start of 2021. Um, I was definitely able to take advantage of the buyer's market with the lower interest rates. Right. However, my parents sold my childhood home. So, you know, a lot of betrayal with that moment. But nonetheless, my parents sold my childhood home literally this week. And so now I've been able to see how the market has changed to be a seller's market because um, they were able to sell their house for like, I think, $50,000 over the asking price right. on top of the fact the house had already like increased in value because of its general location. Um, so that's really crazy. And then like, I know y'all aren't familiar with West Baton Rouge and even I'm not super familiar with West Baton Rouge, but I do think that's a fairly smaller parish. It is. But like even in East Baton Rouge, that encompasses like Baton Rouge, Zachary, uh, Baker, like a lot of cities and it's bigger than West Baton Rouge, mm -hmm. they'll probably have like 520 homes on the market in Jeez. in each month. Yeah. But it's it's pretty pretty much equivalent to West Baton Rouge because in that 520 you have to break that down into price ranges like yeah. homes under mm -hmm. hundred thousand, homes mm -hmm. from two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand. So say I have a buyer looking in that two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand dollar price range and they have to have a four bedroom because they have like three kids, mm -hmm. then that narrows the amount of homes they can search for down exactly. to like fifteen or so. Yeah. So basically with those ten people in West Baton Rouge looking for a home and only twenty two are available, potentially five of them can all be trying to bid for three the houses. Same, right. Yeah. Same houses. Um, wow. Oh, sorry. Maybe no, no, go, ahead. go ahead, Dice. I'm just processing. Go ahead, girl. Oh, no. So I was just going to say, because, you know, obviously our listeners are in multiple locations and, yeah. and sometimes it's global, but I mean, we can probably only speak for, you know, America or the U.S. But um, Marissa, I didn't know if you had any like advice for people who are like general advice for people who are just in any area um, that are new to like the home buying process. And like, do you have any tips for them or like what they should be doing or looking for when they're like scouting for a home? Um, definitely. The first step is to talk to a realtor and see about getting pre-approved because nationally the market is pretty much the same. Nationally, we're in a seller's market and Louisiana is probably a little better off than 
other areas because we're a little slower and slow to grow than most of the country. But um, in places like even Atlanta, that's where the market is really crazy right now because you have more people moving to that area, especially in cities like Houston and Dallas and stuff like that. They're seeing a strong seller's market. So pretty much nationally, we're on the same level with being in a seller's market. So for buyers, my biggest advice is to, if you're thinking about buying a house within the near future, within the next year, to go ahead and get started now. And I know a lot of people, um, we more so want newer homes, new construction homes. And uh, with COVID, we've had a delay in building materials. And so that has caused the increase of price, the pricing in homes to go up as well, because it's just the demand is so much higher than what they can give to us right now. So if you're looking for new construction, especially start as soon as possible, um, because I have a buyer who went under contract on their house back in November and they were supposed to close on their new construction in December, but because of delays with materials, they're not even going to be able to close in March now. Like we're getting pushed back to maybe May. And so in, and even then, like with the, with the delay, if you are looking to uh, purchase a new construction, they increase their prices so much each month. Like this month, a home for $250,000 can be $270,000 next month. So if you're a buyer, just try to begin your purchasing process as soon as possible and speak with a good realtor who knows how to handle the market. I was going to ask you, Marissa, if you had, well, I'm sorry, Megan, I'll let you go, but I just had one more question regarding like, if you had any advice for people who are trying to find a real estate agent, like based on personality, education, experience, like what are some things that people should look for? Um, definitely someone who knows how to read contracts because <laughs> a lot of agents don't know how to read the, so in real estate, we have a standard form for a contract, right? And sometimes agents don't know exactly what to put into that contract in order to put their clients on the best footing because we are in a seller's market where buyers have to compete against each other. Your realtor has to know how to word the things in that contract in a way that's going to make you look good to sellers. And they also have to know different um, strategies and tactics so that you don't have to, you don't have to offer $10,000 over asking price to win. Um, and also in terms of personality, make sure it's someone who will listen to you, someone who um, understands and knows the market. I, I always say that people, realtors who are on social, social media is just a thing now. So a lot of realtors are on social media, but a lot of them don't really post about their knowledge for, for the market. And so I say that's a big red, red flag if they're not trying to teach you about the market on their social media. So that's why I say look for a realtor who actually has a lot of knowledge about what's going on and who knows how to work contracts in a way that's going to best suit um, your needs and appeal to sellers. That's good. Cause it's, you know, either way the realtor is getting paid. So sometimes it's easy to find those who don't really want to work hard for it because either way they're getting a paycheck. Um, and I won't, I won't go in on mine, but I will say I had to find my house myself. And that's just not how I thought it happened. Like every single house I looked at, I found myself. Um, and I was kind of like, so what are you? <laughs> so with my buyers, I set them up um, what I call a collaboration center. And so that gives them direct access to everything that's going to be listed on the market. It tells them when the price changes in the house. It tells them when the new house is listed. And so I'll have them go and favorite their favorite homes because that's how I get a sense of what they like. 
And then once they favorite homes, I'll say, okay, well, what are your top three? And then we can go look at it. And from there, I'll see what they like and what they don't like. So if they ask to go look at a house that didn't really fit into what I what I feel that they like, then that's when I'll come and I say, okay, well, maybe we should look at a different home. But at first, I give my buyers the chance to show me exactly what they like. That's a good process. That's a good process. I'm yeah, I agree. You sure you don't want like, to um, move to Atlanta and help um, <laughs> help Atlanta no. people find their homes? No, I don't. Not right now. Maybe in the I'm just kidding. Not right now, girl. I'm just. I'm just playing. It's a. It's a plethora <laughs> of them up here to choose from. It's a lot. Me. It's a lot. Yeah. I feel like everyone does real estate here, um, and that's kind of something. Like one of the things that I wanted to cover is like moving away from the buying process for a second, like what tips would you give people who um, have an interest in real estate or or now like, you know what, I think I'm interested in that or I think I could do that because me and one of my best friends talk about it all the time. We're like, girl, we should have been got into this. Like we could have been selling some homes um, with our, you know, just our charisma skills and everything. I was like, we should have been doing this. But what is like, you know, your serious advice for people who are like, I think I actually might want to make a career out of this. Um, I say go for it. I love real estate. At first I was, well, I, I still am an attorney, but that was my main focus. And then I decided, okay, I think I want to go get into real estate a little bit. And I started doing it and I love it. But for people aspiring to be a real estate agent, I say, don't focus too much on which course to take and stuff like that, because that's going to just prolong your journey. Just go ahead, pick a course, take it and jump into it. Find a good mentor who can guide you through the contracts, guide you through how to put a house on the market, guide you through the different systems you need when you get a buyer. But just jump into it. Don't think too much about it. Um, having good charisma, that's that's a good, that's a plus as well. But um, really find a good mentor do your research, make sure you're knowledgeable about the market. Um, but the main thing is have, I have a great mentor. She, whenever I did my first, um, my first deal with a buyer, I did not know what I was doing. And that's the scariest part, not knowing exactly what to do. Like, where do I even find the contract, you know, to purchase a house? How do I even, um, get into a house because it's hard to even unlock the doors to get into a house. Like that was, I was so scared to look stupid in front of my buyers and I know how to get into a property. Um, but having a mentor that can walk you through everything is, is just, is key. Now I have another question. Would you say that, um, I don't know that it's kind of competitive right now, just amongst real estate agents. Like, would you say the, the actual career field of being a real estate agent is overpopulated? Maybe not. Like what is the, I don't, demand and I don't think so but I mean I haven't experienced that I haven't experienced competition with realtors but I do know that there are a lot of realtors but I mean even with that I can't sell every house right um I can't handle too many buyers at one time so it's good to have a lot of realtors I don't think it's maybe in areas like Atlanta where there's like a ton of them but then at the same time I feel like the amount of people that they have in that area it works out but I don't, I don't think so. I think older realtors would probably say that there's too many new realtors coming in. But at the same time, a lot of new realtors probably quit within the first year. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it ends up hmm. out. Yeah. Okay. Now we want to know why. Yeah, I would say, why, <laughs> why is that, would you say? It's hard. 
I mean, it's, it's not easy mm, being okay. a realtor. People think that it's just showing houses and that's it, but it's really negotiating. It's finding clients. It's being okay with not having a steady check every two weeks. I think that's the main thing. It's not as safe as a regular nine to five job. And so people are like, okay, I can't deal with this. Let me just go get a regular job where I know I'm going to have a steady paycheck every month. Um, Mm -hmm. And also going out there and getting clients. That was, I was scared of that when I first started, like, how am I going to get clients? I was scared to even post on Instagram that I was a real estate agent. But once you get comfortable and know like, this is what I want to do and you're okay with going after and getting clients, then it becomes easier. But that first year is hard for a new agent to feel comfortable with doing that. And so sometimes they just give up. Gotcha. I would, I would imagine, like, obviously I have no insight whatsoever, but to your question, Jordan, I would imagine that it's probably not like hurting people right now just because of there are so many houses like on the market. I feel like everybody is selling. And so like Marissa was saying, like one person can't show or sell every house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of um, love, so to speak, to spread. So I feel like it actually probably is, I would imagine, really beneficial right now if you're in that line of work, because there's probably just plenty of people to choose from as far as clients, because um, right. so many people are trying to get into a house so I don't know I would imagine that they doing all right I mean I haven't uh, I haven't really seen any major complaints yeah but we just learned something new about people quitting within the first year so (laughs) maybe that's why (laughs) and then you asked about what to look for when you're um seeking a realtor different everyone has different personalities right so like one realtor may not work well with a certain buyer so that's why it's good to have multiple realtors so you can choose who I work best with or who I'm more comfortable with who informs me more about what's going on in the market or who like you know just who you're comfortable with so that's why it's good to have a lot of realtors too I want to speak to that real quick because um just as a random side note, I am currently working with Marissa, yeah. <laughs> um, my husband and I, and we're thinking about getting an investment property, but this is the second time that we've worked with a realtor. So like, I'm not going to, you know, bash anybody. I'm not going to say no names. I'm not going to get no details. I'm just going to simply state <laughs> that what she's saying is very true. Every realtor is not the same. Um, you know, uh, the realtors that uh, we had in the past, they were nice. And, you know, I thought that we got along with that individual. However, I felt like as a realtor, I was asking more questions than they were. And I'm like, shouldn't you kind of notice? Like, I'm like, I was asking everything. Like, I was reading through all the paperwork and I was like, what does this mean? What does that mean? Why should we do this? Why should, you know, like there was just certain things that I felt like it was not my job to do. And at some point, that person was even like, oh, maybe you should consider being a realtor. I'm like, the hell? (laughs) Wait. Wait. (laughs) Not the realtor saying, (laughs) let's switch seats. (laughs) I'm just like, girl, like you're not asking nothing. You were showing them up. They said, hold up. Let's switch. I'm like, oh, that's a good question. I'm like, I'm like why aren't you considering any of this? Oh, like, and I understand that too. Like, as the person on the other end, I'm looking out for me in my pockets, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I know ain't nobody going to look out for me more than I am. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's part of it as well, where they're just kind of like, some of them are kind of like, oh, well, I'm just trying to hurry up and, you know, close the deal and be done. You know, mm-hmm. and you can tell when you have somebody like that because they're not putting in as much work 
to figure out whether this is really a good house for you. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want to hurry up and close the deal. So anyways, um, basically, I'm just saying that, you know, with Marissa so far, it's been a different experience. Um, obviously, this is an investment property. It's not a property we're trying to live in. But the point is, I still feel like she's been very, very informative in comparison to who we worked <laughs> with before. I would send Dice like these super long messages and she's probably like, girl, I don't have time to read all of this. <laughs> no, I sat right there and read it. <laughs> no. I was say, no, you got the right one with Dice. No, I do apologize then because like they, like whenever you're looking for a property, it comes with a property uh, disclosure document and it tells you everything that's wrong with the property. Most buyers do not look at those documents, but Dice, maybe she didn't read the document yes. when she saw the house. And I'd be so impressed. Like, go ahead on, Dice. Yes. I'm so happy yes. for this. And I'd be happy to do it because I'm going to tell you right now, my husband's not going to do shit. So he's going to look and he's going to just send me a picture and be like, oh, we should see this one. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going there. Nope, it flooded. Nope, we're not going to go see that one. I mean, that's all day long. I'm like, nope, please start that reading the paperwork. That's something I would do. <laughs> like, read the paperwork. I love that the they top. do that. Yeah, Dice be on it. Perfect pair right there. (laughs) Okay, so now I want to kind of take this moment to kind of pivot from the real world practice and kind of take it more into the TV depiction um, portion of the discussion. So if you have or have not been living under a rock by now, I do feel like you've heard some information relating to selling Tampa, selling Sunset, and ladies who list Atlanta. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Um, So I'll say one of the most notable scandals or I'll say, I don't know what news headlines to kind of come from it outside of what is it? Sherelle having Chad Ochocinco's baby would be when the ladies got into it with DJ Envy on Instagram. Now, for those who are not super familiar with that situation, let me just throw out this little caveat before I get into it. DJ Envy is into real estate himself. Now, I, I don't yeah. think he's a real estate agent, obviously. But he I'm, and his wife, they've yeah. been doing it for some years now. Yeah, they, they flip properties mm-hmm. is what they do. Um, And so anyway, he made some, I guess I should have pulled it up, but he made some comment on Instagram relating to the fact, hold on, give me a second. Anybody got it up? It essentially was like, you don't, you don't even have to pull it up. It just essentially was like him saying that, I guess he was disappointed in seeing that like, they didn't show them really selling any houses. And he was saying that on the, um, which one came first? Sunset? Sunset. So he was saying that on Sunset, he was like, you know, with the with the white ladies, they showed them like they had a good mix of the drama and the houses. Why couldn't you all do that with this show as well? And that's right. just essentially what he said. Okay, so I pulled, you right, you right. Okay, so he said, the same person created both these shows, shaking my head. One show sold no homes, none. Kind of embarrassing. The other show sells homes. Hmm. Anybody else watching these shows? So if you did not watch Selling Sunset and Selling Tampa, which both of the seasons came out like around the same time on Netflix. So your girl being me, I sat there. I watched them both in a weekend. Um, That was something that I did notice was how the ladies on Tampa, which were the all black cast of, you know, a real estate brokerage. They did not sell any homes or did not close any deals, I'll say, during the show's actual season. 
Um, and the one thing that actually really pissed me off about the show was the firm's like top real estate agent. Uh, what was her name? Anne, Anne, oh, Annabelle, Anna, whatever her name, something. Either Anne or Colony. Anne, Anne. Um, that like what an eight million dollar home that they had that was supposed to be like their like I don't know top home or whatever. She put in a bid for like half that or whatever and she was like well at least I got an offer at least I got an offer and I don't know anything about real estate outside of what you know Marissa tells us in my own personal experiences but one thing I could say was even I knew that kind of seemed offensive to the seller and I just hated that she was so adamant about it the whole season in addition to all the other clips of her that they showed yet everyone kept talking about how she was this firm's top producer. So to me, it gave this impression as if even the top of this firm is not even competent in this area. Um, and so that would just be one additional like critique, I'll say, that I had about the show. But I'll let y'all go if y'all want to. I mean, when I saw it, I would just say that um, I think sometimes like people are very quick to be defensive and obviously you have a right to be defensive like if you feel like it's your work that's being critiqued it's like a human reaction however when he said what he said i honestly thought that he was coming from the perspective that many people were coming from on twitter which was why did netflix choose not to show them selling any homes i never took it as he was saying oh they couldn't get the job done they couldn't sell any houses I took it as he was saying, hmm, so you got Netflix is over both shows. Yeah, y'all chose to show the white women, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is selling houses, and you didn't show the black women getting that done. Wonder why. Um, And I know that he found himself kind of in like a back and forth with some of the cast surrounding like, oh, well, you know, just stay tuned and we're not over the footage and all these excuses and um you know people were kind of against him but I from the get-go I was just kind of like I think he's critiquing production not the women um so I never really had much of you know outside of I just honestly thought they were kind of jumping the gun on like defending themselves Uh, but like I said you know people get sensitive when it's their work that you're critiquing um but I'm not surprised that like I haven't watched it full disclaimer for the listeners but I wasn't surprised when I saw on Twitter that people were saying that they didn't show them selling any houses. Like, come on, you thought an all-black cast was actually about to get, like, the better edit when it comes to something like this? Well, my question is, and I, I, I too, did not watch, but <laughs> I have seen, like, a couple episodes of that other one, the, the Selling Sunset one, I believe y'all said. I, and that was just by default. I was somewhere, and they had it playing, and I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of interesting. Anyways, um, but when I, the episodes I saw on Selling Sunset, it was definitely not about no houses. That was some drama. Um, but <laughs> nevertheless, my question is, did they sell any houses? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what is they the did. time, what's the time span that mm. these things are recorded? Does anybody know? That might be, Probably you know, easily that? a year in advance, I would think. But see, but I'll say this, that's a really good question, because what I've noticed about Selling Sunset is that they'll have like two seasons come out really close together. Like if y'all, well, y'all don't watch it, but I know Marissa does and I do too. At the end of this most recent season, like it kind of left off with current events that are going on in their lives right now. And it already sets you up for like the next season. And I think it's coming out fairly soon. So they don't wait like a year apart with that season. And I don't know why they do that, but they did it. I think either after season one or during season one, I noticed it right then. I was like, wow, this show just came out. And that's what made me even watch it was noticing that it had two seasons pretty close together. So 
I guess I just want to know, is it possible that maybe they didn't sell any houses? <laughs> like, no, they, in that time frame? They showed is that... them selling homes. They showed them. But in selling Sunset, on, 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 yeah. on, the, on the Tampa one, not Sunset, I'm sorry. On the Tampa one, is it possible that they just didn't sell any? Well, they said they did. It yeah. just didn't make the edits because um... I think one of them said it wasn't like, I guess, the interesting bits. But I, that was the point. It's like, that should have been the interesting bit because honestly they right. drama was lukewarm but they I drama get it. was real mean drama sells like that's what gets viewers that's what gets the ratings is the drama but if you're doing a real estate show yeah. and especially a show that is a spinoff of selling sunset where right. there's drama and you see them actually mm-hmm. making deals closing deals on the phone negotiating and stuff like that you expect to see see the same thing with the spinoff of selling um of selling Tampa, but you yeah. just didn't see that. You saw more drama. Like we saw maybe what three showings, um, one really big deal with Mael Organics. We saw that, um, and then we Ooh, saw- not Mael Organics, child. Yeah. Not they popped out the woodworks. No, they've been in hiding ever since, though, girl. But that was like the only real person yeah the real deal like the real transaction that we saw we didn't even see that close we just mm-hmm. <laughs> we just saw a little bit of it yeah and then like joe said with ann and the house that was for like multi-million dollar house that wasn't even a home that was like first they didn't get the offer on the house they didn't win the offer on the house and then second it wasn't even a house that they listed under their brokerage so i didn't really see the point <laughs> in that one in showing that at all but it was definitely more drama than real estate that's a I, disappointment. I do Go have ahead, a question. Nice. It's not directly related to the drama, but um, Marissa, is there like common reasons why like a, a deal would fall through on a house besides just like the offer being turned down? Is there other reasons? Um, buyer financing. Sometimes a buyer may lose their job in the middle, like after the offer gets accepted and before they close on it. Um, sometimes, so after you put in an offer on the house and the seller accepts it, there's this period of time called the due diligence time period. And that's when the buyer gets an inspection done on the property and the buyer and seller, they negotiate what the seller should fix on the property. If they can't reach uh, an agreement on what's, what should be fixed, then that's when the buyer will say, okay, I don't want to buy this property anymore. And so that's how it can fall through as well. Okay. Just curious. Mm, interesting. <laughs> um, this is another like kind of random one, but probably a good one, right? Because I know what our demographics kind of is as far as our listeners. I have a lot of friends who um, are considering looking into getting a home through the first time, like home buyers program, you know, wherever they may live. Because um, there are a lot of those floating around, or at least it seems like there are a lot of them floating around. Is that something that you would advise people to take advantage of? Or do you feel like they're better off not getting into something like that? Um, you said the perfect thing. It seems like a lot of that is floating around, but a lot of lenders are not really offering that. And if they are offering any type of incentive to where you don't have to put down a down payment or something like that, then you usually, you usually suffer from that on the back end with your interest rates. So instead of putting up money up front, you're going to have to pay extra in your monthly mortgage note because your interest rate is going to be so high. So I always tell my buyers, if you don't have the money to put down a down payment on a house, like just in your savings or in your bank account, think about other ways to get get the money. Um, I know people don't like dipping into their retirement funds, but like your 401k, that's a good source to get the money to put down a down payment. Um, also gift funds from like a family member or something like that. I would always advise that before I advise taking on 
any type of program that's going to help with your down payment and stuff like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I just was curious because I always see people advertising like home, first time home buyers. Mm-hmm. And I do have several friends who have brought it up recently and it made me think like, is that something that we should be taking advantage of? Or is it kind of, you know, a scheme, so to speak, <laughs> that will hurt us in the long run? I haven't had a lot of clients that I have advised to take advantage of that or the lenders that they go to even advise that they should do it. Because I have a lender who's going to be upfront with you. Like she's going to say, it sounds like this is going to be a good deal, but it's really not because you're going to be paying so much more in the end. So it's better to just find other ways to get assistance with down payment than using those programs. It's like you go in like upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah yeah you definitely don't want to do that and i just want to add to that meg that like in general like i know our generation and i'm sure even worse for the generations coming behind us but like i know our generation is like real big on social media for the most part and so i just want y'all to know just just general advice please don't believe everything y'all see on there (laughs) like don't believe everything y'all see because like even for me with the whole like investment property stuff like people make everything sound easy like when you go on social media they make investing sound easy whether it's houses or real estate or um excuse same thing or what you call the stock market they make all this stuff sound like easy and doable but then once you start like doing it you're like what what's this mean what how you do that how nobody tells you like the process is what i find like you know to be a problem so like for with us in this investment property stuff a lot of this stuff we're learning as we're going (laughs) through the process because people don't tell you like what you really need to know and they just tell you to go run out here and do it so like the same thing can be said about the whole thing meg brought up with the financing it's like they're selling you on one thing but like marissa just said there's a catch Mm -hmm. so you have to remember to do your own research too so that's all i wanted to say and I think that's a really great point, Dice, that ties back to finding a real estate agent that you feel comfortable with, right? One that you feel like understands who you are, your personality, and will really teach you or someone that you feel comfortable engaging with. Because if I could go back, I would get Marissa. <laughs> like, if I could go back, I, I would get Marissa down, so... I know, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to recruit her to um move to Atlanta so she can help us out when we ready. But you know, that's okay. But I, I have like... Y'all, I feel like I've been given like 10 recommendations for Atlanta for when I'm ready. So we're going to see if any of them are any good. I don't want nobody um famous because I feel like them famous people just be looking for a quick check. I need somebody new and fresh and um what they be saying, wide-eyed, who's like <laughs> ready to dedicate themselves you to You want the somebody process. hungry. Yes, because I feel like people who, I just feel like they pay more attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not as known. They're not, like, brushing you off. Like, oh, yeah, you know, collecting this check and moving on. Kind of like what Jordan said. Like, you know, no offense, Jordan. But, like, you know, she wasn't very happy with her experience of, like, all the work that she felt like she did. I did it all. I did it all. And I also think it's important to get a realtor who knows, like, I said this probably a thousand times already, who knows how to write up that contract in a way that's going to make you appealing to a seller because a lot of realtors, they think, okay, well, if you want to win this offer, if you want to win this contract, then you need to offer so much over asking price. It's other ways to win a contract without having to make your buyers break the bank. Like there's other strategies. So it's important to get a realtor who knows how the different strategies, the different um, contingencies and things of that sort that they can get rid of or, Um, different ways to make a seller happy. Like one of the things I do, I always call the seller's agent and I ask, 
what is your seller looking for? Like, is there, is your seller moving to a different state? Has they Have they already moved? Um, are they buying another house? And that lets me know, okay, if they are doing those things, then they're probably going to want to close sooner than later. And so I'll try to make sure my lender can close on the house within maybe 21 days instead of 30 days. So then they look at my buyer and say, oh, they can get this done quicker. I can get my money quicker than with the other um, buyers. And so that makes my buyer appeal to the sellers more without my buyer having to to offer over asking price. Okay, okay. Come right, on. we learning. So we okay. Sure we drop her, uh, one more. Information for sure, for sure. <laughs> I have one more question. Okay, so on that note, how is it, um, how would people go about making sure that their real estate agent or potential real estate agent knows like how to do those things that you're talking about as far as contracts? Ask questions. <laughs> ask, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, definitely ask questions. Ask how they handle this market. Ask, you know, just about, just pretty much ask if they know the different ways, like in order to get an offer, one, without offering over asking price. If they can't answer that question for you, then they're probably not going to be the best realtor for you. And also, too, okay, did, you, okay. did you plug your YouTube? Because don't you like offer more? Oh, yeah. On my YouTube, advice. I actually haven't been posting as much as I should, but I'll get that started. <laughs> it's Real Estate with Marissa Alex B. So Marissa Alex B, M-A-R-I-S-S-A. A L E X B, and that's the same for my my Instagram page at Marissa okay. Alex B. Yeah. We'll plug it in the description of this episode, y'all. So all of our listeners will be able to take advantage of those resources that Marissa is offering us. She's trying to get us right for those of us who don't own homes. Exactly, yeah. but also too, I was just thinking like if you're trying to figure out which questions to ask your your real estate agent, because you know people say ask questions, ask questions, but sometimes I know like me. I'll go brain dead until it's like actually time for me to get involved. I'm like, well, dang, I should have asked about this. I should have asked about that. So follow Marissa, you know, follow her on YouTube, follow her on Instagram because she's always on there giving out real estate advice and that can help, you know, you come up with your own knowledge and source of, of education for basing those questions that you post to your real estate agent. And you should be able to ask those questions before you start the process. I've definitely come across some realtors that are like, oh, I don't I don't really work with people until they've been pre-approved. Yeah. And I personally like don't like that. I get like maybe they're trying to say, well, I don't want to waste my time as a realtor. But I'm like, some people know that they're going to get pre-approved without an issue. It's just simply they want to know what they're getting themselves into before they have something on their credit, you know, um, being pulled right. or whatever. And I get both sides. That's why whenever... Um, Whenever I take on a buyer, I'll have a conversation with them. Well, what's your credit score like? How long have you been at your job? Um, are there anything, any negative remarks on your credit score that can potentially stop you from being pre-approved? Like I ask those questions on the front end so that I can know one, which lender to direct them to that can best suit them. And also to know like if I am going to be wasting my time by really jumping into things with you before you're pre-approved. So a lot of times I do tell people, you should go ahead and get pre-approved first. Like, you know, and then sometimes if I know that it's a, a buyer who probably will, you know, likely get pre-approved, then I'll go ahead and I'll take extra steps in the beginning just to get the process going faster. But a lot of people do waste realtors' time and a realtor does not get paid until the deal actually closes, until the buyer and the seller sign those lines at the closing table. So a buyer can have the realtor out there showing 50 homes and they never get paid for it because... They, they can't get pre-approved or they decide to go with another realtor. So that's why I, I always, before I show a house, I'm going to have you get pre-approved and you're going to sign an agreement with me for me to be your agent. That's just to be safe, like 
to make myself feel comfortable and be safe. So I get both sides of it. Okay, all right. I'm getting lots of tips here. I am right. paying attention. That's real. All right, y'all. Well, look, I think this was a really good discussion. Definitely educational. So hopefully our listeners enjoyed this as well. Marissa, thank you so, so, so much for being here with us today. Thank we're definitely going to make me. sure. Yeah, we're going to drop her her contact information. My bad. You were talking. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, just thank y'all for having me. Okay, guys, so don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts for immediate alerts every time new episodes air. We also invite you to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at NYABGPod. That's the at sign, NYABGPod. Also, we have a website that y'all don't visit, so please go to it. It's really pretty, and it is NYABGPodcast.com. And with that, we'll see y'all on the next one. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co